Oh, let's praise God right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word that you just spoke to us. Hallelujah. Oh, God's word. right now. Uh, Brother Tristan just spoke my message. Um, if you want my title early, I'm going to talk about household idols. So we got a theme of idolatry going, but it's what God gave me. So pray with me for the rest of this service. God, I thank you for this night. I thank you for an opportunity to be in your house. God, I pray you would speak to me right now. Anoint me, Jesus. Bless the rest of this service. Jesus, I pray your will be done in Jesus' name. All right. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to read from the book of Genesis, chapter 35. Um, and while you're turning there, I would like to first off uh, honor the man of God in my life, Pastor Mayo. Um, thank you for trusting me to be here. Um, I don't feel worthy to stand here, but um, thank you, Pastor, for your guidance and your leadership. Um, if it was up to me, I wouldn't be here tonight. I would probably be in Seattle, but that's a long story, and I thank you for your counsel, and now, as a result, I believe I'm where I'm supposed to be. So I honor my pastor, and I honor my parents, uh, my mom and my dads and ushers. Uh, I love to honor my parents. Um, uh, I've never heard a bad thing about them, so... Um, <laughs> I know uh, the kids love my mom because they always uh, she always gives them candy, and I know my friends love my mom because she'll cook them food. So, but, but uh, I don't mean to embarrass her, but uh, people always compliment my parents, and um, I don't ever say this, but I always think it to myself if they only knew the half of it, because they only see my mom and dad when they're in church, and I'm their kids, so I'm with them at home. And not only are they Christians outside the church, but they're also Christians in the home, and even more so. So I appreciate them, um, their faithfulness to the house of God, and raising me. So I honor my pastor and my parents. All right, Genesis 35, starting at verse 1. And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household, and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. And let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make there an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. All right, you can be seated. Um, I'll give a little context to this story, because there's way more to this story than just, um, or these verses than just what I read. Um, Jacob is scared for his life. Um, Simeon and Levi, um, his two sons, they have just essentially just slain a whole city. Um, Dina, the daughter of Jacob and Leah, had been defiled by the prince of um, a city. Uh, the prince's name was Shechem. Um, some people might be familiar with the story, but um, Simeon and Levi were upset about that. And so essentially when the prince asked for, um, to marry Dina, Simeon and Levi came up with a plan to uh, trick the city, and they took out the whole city. And so as a result, Jacob, um, understandably so, he's very scared because uh, there's neighboring cities, there's neighboring countries, and he's scared that the countries are going to 
uh, take over and kill his family. And so that leads us to chapter 35, where God uh, tells Jacob to go up to Bethel. This is a verse, I've read this story before, I've read it a few times, but I was reading it last week and it hit because I always skip over verse 2, um, if we could get verse 2 up there. Um, before they ever leave to go to Bethel, Jacob says to his household and to all that were with him, put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments. And there's, and there's a lot in that verse. Um, the garments are significant. Um, Simeon and Levi, they had blood on their hands. They had to be clean. Um, there's a lot. I've read, I read a, numerous commentaries on this. And a lot of people talk about charms that they may have had in their closets um, or superstitious clothing. But the main thing I wanted to focus on was the strange gods. Um, in this verse, the strange gods, uh, if we could turn to Genesis 31, verse 19, um, the strange gods, I believe, are a direct reference to Genesis 31, 19. Um, 31, verse 19, And Laban went to shear his sheep, and Rachel, the wife of Jacob, had stolen the images that were her father's. That word images there is the Hebrew word tera, terahim, the teraphim. Um, and that translated to English, um, it is images, or another English translation I found um, is literally household idols. So that's what I named uh, my sermon um, after I kind of selected it, but I thought it was appropriate to what God was laying on my heart. Um, so this was Rachel. Uh, Rachel had taken the teraphim from Laban. And this is, um, I looked up an Old Testament timeline. There were approximately, they estimate, about two years between when Jacob fled Laban and from to this point now in Genesis 35. And so that means for about two years, Rachel had had those household idols that she took from Laban. And it was just with her the entire time. Um, the Bible doesn't ever say, besides these references, like what uh, Rachel had done with the teraphim. Um, some people believe that she simply took them to prevent Laban from worshiping them. Um, another, some other scholars believe that she was actually worshiping them in secret. Um, we don't know. Um, it's not very important in terms of what I'm trying to preach tonight. But the fact of the matter is, is that she still had the idols. I want to make, uh, I kind of want to make an analogy. Uh, hopefully, uh, some people might question, uh, what's the big deal about just having the idols, even if she wasn't worshiping them? Um, you know, there's, there's many people who are uh, struggling with alcohol, um, drinking problems, or drug problems. And I think it'd be safe to say, if someone's struggling with a drug problem, they probably shouldn't have drugs in their home. So, so, I would, so I would liken that to, if you're trying to live for God, you probably shouldn't have idols in your home. And so, so what's the big deal about that? Um, obviously, um, I would hope, I would assume, and I hope that no one here has um, actual images or graven images in their home like Rachel had, but... Um, those aren't the household idols that I was concerned about. When I read that, I was thinking of different household idols. Um, for example, I'm going to be transparent with you tonight. Uh, social media is a big household idol that I've learned can really take up your time.
I, I'm in no way um, condemning social media. I think it's a great tool. You can use it for great purposes. But um, if you're spending, you know, if you go on your screen time and you see seven hours on Instagram and you only see 15 minutes on your Bible app, I would call that an idol. That's an idol in my eyes. And so, and it's not just social media. I chose social media because that's dear to my heart. It's something that I've had to deal with. I've put time restraints on my social media. Um, and that was for me personally, uh, just being a Bible quizzer, I realized that I was not spending as much time studying my material as I, um, as I should have been. And I realized that it was social media that was taking up too much of my time. And so that's my question I'm posing tonight is what's the household idol in your life that's taking too much of your time from developing a deeper relationship with God? Uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Uh, I'm running short on time, so I'll go real quick. Um, basically, the last phrase of that is, uh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Um, and that's something, if you turn your attention back to Genesis 35, verse 2, it says, it begins, Jacob said unto his household. It wasn't God that was speaking to him. It was Jacob that had to tell his household to get things in order. And there are some things that you have to, you have to dig within yourself and be real with yourself. And what's taking up my time? It doesn't have to be something sinful. I don't believe social media, having a social media account is sinful. But it can be something that becomes an idol in your life. And that's something you have to be real with yourself. So that's my question tonight. What are the household idols that are taking up time in your life and hindering you from developing a deeper relationship with God? It could be social media. It could be uh, video games, sports, music, fashion, television, celebrities. Many of these things, they're not even that, they're not even sinful on the surface. But if you're given more time to that than you're given to God, then I would consider that idolatry. So I didn't have anything. This wasn't the deepest message, I understand. But this is something that God laid on my heart. And it's something that we have to be real with ourselves because God's coming soon. And I need to know that I'm ready to go. Real quick, Joshua 24, verses 15 through 18. If you could pull that real quick. All right. And, it see, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.